Welcome back to another episode of the Outsider Sports Baseball Podcast. Corey Jason, John Pauline, Dylan Mel. Guys, August, almost over. Got another week or so. Then we're getting into real fall baseball, September, where boys become men and men cry when their teams don't make the playoffs or get a winning record. But let's not dwell on the negatives. Let's get right into some positives. And that one big positive, the number one overall pick from the 2023 draft, you know, the one that happened last month, Paul Skeens, he's getting ready promoted to double A, to double A, and that's just mind-blowing. We saw the Angels promote their top prospect or their top draft pick, but that's a hitter. That's not a pitcher. This guy's a pitcher, and it takes a while for them to really develop into MLB arms. And the fact that he's already passed, you know, intramural leagues in low A, high A, already into double A, you know, he's not going to play in the, like the the Florida Coast League or, you know, Arizona ball at this point. He's ready to to go and play in the majors maybe even next year. So who knows how the Pirates are going to deal with it. But, you know, it's pretty insane that he's this high up already in the organization. Not yeah. Not, you know, he's, he's, he's on top of the world. I mean, Paul Skeens, you know, gymnast, Libby Dunn, girlfriend with millions of dollars, millions of followers, number one overall pick in the MLB draft, already getting promoted. I mean – it's every baseball player's dream. <laughs> every guy's dream. Yeah. <laughs> but you think uh, he's up next year, though? Uh, it'll be tough. We'll see how he plays. But uh, he's been near perfect, you know, in what he's done already in pro ball. So if he keeps that up, why not? We can see a late 2024 uh, call up. Pirates, you know, they're going to be good. So they'll need every great arm they need if they're going to make a push. Yeah, a little September call up action, perhaps. Maybe. Speaking of September call-ups, although it's mid-August, the Yankees bringing back up Oswald Peraza and their number three prospect, MLB's number 80 prospect, Everson Pereira. Somebody, a lot of Yankee fans have been screaming for them to call up for a while now. An outfielder that can play the outfield, not a third baseman like IKF playing left field. You know, you have Harrison Bader, but he's gone. So finally getting somebody who's capable of playing the outfield into the outfield too little too late but you know nice to see them finally doing something now if only they can bring wells up too and maybe you can actually have a catcher that has offense yeah Corey, i i i gotta i gotta apologize to you throughout the season it was uh you know i i thought we'd figure it out here i thought it was a health thing but at this point it's like next season let's just cut our losses let's just go herrera yeah. dominguez and judge on the outfield peraza volpe Maybe Glaber, if you want to move Peraza to third, he's got the arm for it. Still keep Rizzo and Wells. I mean, just go all young. Rizzo and Judge, all the only bats. Everybody else under the age of 28. Even Glaber's still pretty young. New era of the baby bomber. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, what's the worst that happens? You're this year's team? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> With zero excitement, though. Nothing worse than this year's team. But uh, do you guys see that the Yankees catcher since the All-Star break? Seven RBIs. Sunday, Austin Wells had seven RBIs in the game. Just insane how they keep him down when he's mashing and you're getting no production. Plus, Austin Wells defensively is not bad. He's no worse than Kyle Higashioka or even yeah, say, they, they don't even the have the platinum Glover Trevino because he's yeah. out with injury. Trevino will be back next year, hopefully, and hopefully this year's lack of production was because of that injury. 
But what's with the Yankees and injuries since spring training? You know, Nestor, Trevino, DJ's been dealing with something since last year. Rodon. Rodon. <laughs> I still believe in Rodon, just not this yeah, year. Yeah, I believe in Rodon, but I just add him to the list of injured guys. I'd shut him down for the year. What's I'd the point? Judge down for the year. Yeah, I don't know why they'd have him shut judge down. Well, yet. well, if for face, you can't judge judge down. The Yankees know, are but, still a business. You got to sell tickets, John. Yeah, but I mean, like you're already out of it. Like, what if he gets hurt? And then well, they're not already the out of it. Like, you know? they're not mathematically eliminated. That's why they they're mathematically judge eliminated. Judge should be judge should be put in a bubble and said, "We'll see you next year." Yeah, see you in February. But uh, next year, speaking of the Yanks, they should have all these young guys we're talking about. They should be playing against the Tigers in the Little League World Series uh, Spotlight Classic game. We saw the Phillies and the Nats play there this year. I think the Yankees are a great choice. I don't believe they've played there since they started this this Classic game. Aaron Judge at a Little League field is just... Oh, that's going to be crazy. <laughs> just Some may say he already plays in one. Oh, oh. <laughs> Piling on to our Yankees. But uh, that should be fun to watch, though. It should be really fun. I'm hopefully I can uh, head out there with Ben. We can even see it. Maybe see some of the these well, outside outsider sport sports guys uh, live that live in that area and have a nice little uh, meetup. I know my friend went up uh, this week and he got he met, met all the Phillies players. Even, oh, yeah? He got an, a signed ball from Rob Manfred too. I don't know why you'd want a signed ball from him, but voodoo. That's why <laughs> voodoo. But, you have you have his yeah. signature. You got his DNA. <laughs> get some hoodoo, voodoo. You know, just get some action. I remember uh, I went down to to New Orleans uh, right after a few weeks after that one big miss call in the playoff game, the football game. The football. Still, you guys remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. And everybody was against the NFL and Goodell. They were selling wooden voodoo dolls of NFL refs on the street. <laughs> Obviously, I copped one, but there was. Didn't seven... it work out too well for you, huh? No, not yet. <laughs> but uh, the, I think the, the funniest addition was they were made with recycled parts from buildings still being rebuilt from Hurricane Katrina. So just Jesus. piling on of just tragedies to the New Orleans area, and people really hate uh, leaders of the sports. And Rob Manfred uh, might just be the worst of them all. Ozzy Albies, he's expected to come back Friday from his hammy strain. Yeah, the, the Braves really needed some help. They need, they I need him for my bad. fantasy team. The Braves needed help. They they, they need, were like I need a bullet in the head. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they just keep getting better and better, and I uh, they really have to be the favorites to just mow through everything and win the World Series this year. They just don't have a single weakness, and they're a dynasty. I mean, look at their roster; it's like all signed through 2027, 2028. Some may say that they're everything that the 90s Braves weren't. (laughs) But uh, the Padres, they're promoting Ethan Salas, their 17-year-old top prospect catcher to double A. Just uh, another guy who might just be up by the time he's 19 and play another 20-year career. Just have a great career. I know we saw him in spring training taking at bats, and he played really well in it. 16, I believe he was at the time just did not look overmatched. So it's just nice to see a young kid. You know, it's always a nice story to see somebody so young come up and play against guys a lot older, a lot more physically mature than he is. So I'm rooting for him, and, you know, maybe we'll see him next year, but before, by the time he's 18, you know, be one of the youngest players to play in a long time. 
think A-Rod might have been the last 18-year-old to play a game. Uh, the Nats, they extended their manager, Dave Martinez, and they're working on extending their GM, Mike Rizzo. If you're going to have these guys lead you through the rebuild, you might as well make sure they're here to stay, right? Yeah. I mean, I've liked some of the things that I've seen from the Nats this year in terms of rebuilding. It's yeah. tough to, you know, say that you liked certain things about a team that you knew wasn't going to be good, but, you know, young talent, they let them play. Maybe the Yankees should take notes. I think they have one of the National League's best records since the All-Star break, too, so they're just playing better baseball. Yep. J-Rod, we got to talk about Julio. Guys, stud of the week. hits in four games. We can't even use him as a stud. He he transcend. He transcends what the, the essence of studs and duds are. He is just – am I going a little too far to say that he has a chance to be the best player in baseball like as soon as next year if he goes off? Like hey, I know Trout, so, Otani's still – Otani's just going to be in a different league Otani for as long count. as he's – like yeah. So the question is, is he the best positional player? You have Trout, Judge, Mookie. Acuna. Acuna, but Julio's doing things that these guys can only do if you combine them all together into one player. Yeah, Acuna is probably the best comp of a guy that could yeah. do it all. Yeah. But, I, you know, maybe it hurts his case. I don't know. Acuna's just on such a stacked team that even if he has an off night, like J-Rod carries. How would Acuna do if he didn't have the, prote- the protection he did? Like, you never know. J-Rod, what protection does he really, truly have? Especially- the, Mar- the Mariners got a franchise cornerstone. That's what they got. And I'll tell you what, we mentioned it during the trade deadline. He could be playing with Shohei Otani next year. Seattle, West Coast, Ichiro, the connections are there. Back to Japan, you know. I've been all, that all, drum all, since January. All the pieces are there. The Angels are falling. I don't know. Trout or uh, Otani goes from one generational center fielder to the next. <laughs> On that, though, like, how funny is it that the Angels went all in to show Otani that they can compete and they finally brought in pitching? And they got worse. Just completely falling apart. <laughs> I, it's so angels. It it's is so angels. And you know, you can't even like knock the organization on this one. They like, tried. They like they they gave it their all. <laughs> They're just destined to fail. What is it? Uh, Kyle Bradish has been one of the Orioles' best pitchers, right? Just he's he might he, he might undercut Cole to win the uh, Cy Young this year. You know, he's he's <laughs> give he's, us something, please. <laughs> we don't deserve it. But uh, you know where the Orioles got him from? They got him for from the Angels for Dylan Bundy. For Dylan Bundy. Yeah, but you know for a fact if that didn't happen, Bradish would have been a bum. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but, like, it's really funny that the best pitcher on the best team in the American League is a guy from the Angels. Just really funny, and that really just adds salt to the wound. Yeah. But uh, now that we're past Julio and his 17 hits, four games again, breaking the 16 hits and four games, uh, four game record by Milt Stock, 1925 by the Brooklyn Robins. <laughs> Just, you know, that's one of those old Otani stacks, you know, him and Tungsten Armo Doyle. Just one of those stats you think it's a made up <laughs> name. But uh, J Rod, not eligible for this week's studs and duds. So for my studs, since I can't use Julio, I'm going Spencer Torkelson, Tigers first baseman. He's gone seven for 21 over the week, four home runs, five RBIs, stolen base, struck out only six times, walked four. 
just had a great week for the Tigers. Tigers are surging a little bit too, a little too late for them, but they're playing really well and they're playing kind of the way I expected them to play all year. Yeah, it's like what you like to see, though, the young guys stepping up later in the season. Riley Green, all these guys just – you want to see teams with the young players and have the young players succeed. My dud, Washington starting pitcher Corey Abbott, one-inning pitch, took the loss. He had one strikeout, one walk, gave up three home runs in the course of giving up eight earned runs, just an abysmal appearance. And, you know, he's not even on the major league roster now, so the Yankees can't even hope to get – thrown seven to have him throw seven shutout innings against them but uh who's your guys's duds and who's your studs yeah so i'm gonna show some love to philadelphia here uh you know maybe this last week there's a better stud statistically than trey turner but it's a feel-good stud for me the two home runs in the one inning let alone one game trey had been having a real rocky year for philadelphia and in the real opposite of Philadelphia fashion, they don't boo him. They don't hate on him. They saw that 11-year deal. They said, all right, we got to turn this around for this guy. <laughs> Showed him some love, and he started balling out. He's closer now to what the Phillies thought they were getting at shortstop. They're surging. He's going better. And my dud, it's the entire Yankees team that's not named Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge. Uh, maybe you could narrow it down to specifically Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. I don't care where you want to go. 60 and 64 on pace for their first losing season in 31 years. None of us have lived to see a Yankees losing season. This will be the worst Yankee season in our lifetime. And it's not even an exaggeration. They're duds. You know, I honestly thought the Yankees losing season was kind of like Bigfoot, a mermaid, (laughs) Somehow yeah, they'll go 82 and 80 or something. It's like a creature that just doesn't exist because how could a team with so much money and such a desire to win ever lose? But, John, you go, who's your stud and who's your dud? My stud is uh, Gunnar Henderson, probably going to be rookie of the year AL probably. So up there he had an amazing week, 12 hits, two home runs, 10 RBIs, two walks, bad in 414. Could have had the cycle, but for some reason went for the double. I don't know about it. They were up like I think eight to one or nine to one at the time, and he just the guy kept who running. plays the game the right way. The, the whole dugout was calling him back, and he just he just he just kept going. It's that Mamba mentality, that Charlie hustle, feel good, play as best as you can, do it all, can do attitude. He wanted that four extra base hit game. That's what he wanted, I guess. More impressive. Yeah. But that's I mean, that's just as impressive as a cycle. So more impressive. Maybe even more, yeah. And then my my dud, fresh off the IL is a Hunter Green pitched three innings, gave up ten hits, gave up nine runs, eight of them earned, three walks, four Ks, like in like they gave up five home runs. Like I mean, he's fresh off the IR, but you expect I mean like the off the IL, but you expect him to be you know, having a little bit of outing yeah. in this because he was so dominant beforehand. But, I mean, he's been shut down for about a month or two now. So, but, I mean, I think he can get back in a groove and go back to where, you know, to where he was previously and hopefully help the Reds out and maybe get them in the playoffs. But just not a good week. Speaking of the playoffs, the Phillies are sitting in a spot and they're still not in your uh, your top 10 rankings. Well, What's up with that? I'm a little superstitious because every time I put them in, it seems like they fall off a cliff. Ben and I think a bunch of a bunch of people put them in last week, and 
they actually haven't had a great couple weeks, like the great past week. I mean, they they dropped the series against the Twins. I think they only had a, it was a two games against the Blue Jays. They won one, lost one. They just dropped this the Little League World Series thing with a series with to the Nationals. So I mean, they haven't really been good. So I mean, I think maybe Ben might have jinxed them, but oh, I don't know. Ball. But but they do deserve to be in the top ten, like somewhere. I mean, they're playing good baseball. They've been doing fantastic since the All Star break. They have one of the better records, I think, of any team since the All-Star break. I mean, like, you know, like Dylan was saying, you know, Trey Turner's been hitting. You have Harper seems to be hitting now and has his power back. He's hitting more home runs. But John is admitting to the audience right now that he refuses to put the Phillies in because he doesn't want to jinx them. Exactly. Basically, John's saying that our top 10 rankings aren't accurate and we're all buffoons. He's he's skewing them. (laughs) He's skewing them. Uh, it's not that much. Like the Phillies are in like top five. I would I put them in like. Oh, we're missing maybe... a top five team. <laughs> no, said they're not no, in the top five. They're not top five. They're probably like the bottom half closer top to two, I'd put not them like two. eight, nine, or ten. <laughs> eight, nine, or ten. And frankly, I think there's actually there might be some. You could probably argue that they might be tied with some of the eight, nine, ten teams that I have in my rankings. So. So you're saying that if we put them into your rankings, other teams that may have either fallen off the top 10 or uh, were barely in it would have gotten bumped out for the Phillies. Maybe like one, like one or two. You're robbing the Phillies of their deserving spot. Maybe next maybe, maybe next week I'll put them in it. Fake fan. Fake yeah. fan. <laughs> no, I'm a real fan because I don't want to. Comment fake them. fan. Comment no, fake fan. <laughs> but uh guys, I got some questions for you because I'm I'm really looking for some answers here. Let's start it off with not really a a joke question. That's not the best way to put it, but like Mets have been feeling pretty good about themselves, right? The fans have been a little chirpy about being the better team in New York baseball. And, you know, they've been playing a lot better of late. They're only seven games out of a spot. They play every team ahead of them in the standings quite a bit, you know, going down the stretch. They have games against the teams that they need to beat. Could the Mets make the playoffs, sneak in as the third wild card, just go in a great month of September, really finish out strong, and then roll out a, a rotation in the playoffs of uh, Kodai Senga, I don't know, McGill, and uh, I don't even know who else they would be able to roll out. because you can't be, out It'd be so Mets for them to win a playoff series this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Joey Lucchese, I think, would be that third guy. What do you call it? It's, you know – New York baseball, it's nothing to brag about, whatever side you're on at this point, but it is telling that the Mets saw that they had a bunch of old players making a ton of money that weren't helping them win, moved off of them for some young guys, and found success. Wow, what a concept. I don't think it's impossible for them to make it into the playoffs. I mean, you look at what the Phillies did last year, didn't really have a great team, and they made it all the way to the World Series, but I mean, if the Mets do make it to the playoffs, I don't think they have the depth to to go very far though yeah yeah so what wild card or possible wild card team in the national league has that depth what kind of scares you that they can make a run and maybe knock off the dodgers or the braves or any other team that you know might stand in their way yes honestly, you go ahead john well, i was gonna be like i honestly <laughs> the national i honestly kind of like the diamondbacks maybe even the reds like i so- said i mean I thought you were going to go Phillies. I mean, no. I feel like Phillies got to be. I don't. I, you just, you, come on. No. It's not a jinx at this point. No, no oh. one defends you like you defend yourself. Come on. You, you, here's I don't want to talk about Phillies. I don't think they can go that deep. 
Here's what I'll say. Where were they last I, year? I think Remind the Phillies me. are the I think the Phillies are oh. the obvious answer. So in my answer, I want to exclude them. I'm going with the Cubs. They have the best run differential in that central division by a mile. Um, they're still in the wild card right now, but they have a ton of good hitters that can get hot at the right moment. Cody Bellinger is low-key looking like an MVP candidate. Um, I don't think he'll get there because of how good Matt Olson and Acuna are playing, but he's certainly been the Cubs MVP, in my opinion. You still have Patrick Wisdom, Seiya uh, Suzuki, Nico Horner, and the pitching has not been bad for them. I don't know if the Cubs have a magical run in them, but to upset a team like the Dodgers, yeah, I can see it. A little Cody Bellinger revenge on the Dodgers. <laughs> they cast him away like he was nothing. Yeah, comes back, gets four home runs and five games against him and leads to a Cubs victory. Now, sticking with wild card teams and going to the AL side of things, Boston, fresh off sweeping the Yankees, they're three games out of a wild card spot. Could they get in? Do we think they're kind of for real? Could they really be a playoff team? And, you know, could that be it, or is this kind of like just a hot streak that we can kind of just say is a blip in the season? Yeah, I'm not trying to be a Boston hater. I just don't see him jumping two of the teams above them. You could, like, make the argument Toronto. Fine. Seattle's perhaps the hottest team in baseball. We know what the Astros are. Tampa's got such a lead, a nine-game lead on them. Do we really think Texas is going to fall back that far? I just – I don't see the pathway for Boston to jump Toronto and someone else. If they had maybe gotten this hot a little earlier in the season and were – you know, and Seattle wasn't what they are, maybe. But right now I just don't see it with the personnel. I can't see them staying this hot. And they got two really tough series this week, Astros, Dodgers. I, I expect them to be humbled a little bit. Hey, it was just too – like just so good, like – it almost it almost seems like lopsided with how many good teams are in the AL versus the NL, and it's like I mean, I, I just think the the they're just too far behind, and they have to make up so much ground, and they have to hold that ground, you know, against the Astros, the Rays, and all these other teams, and it's just like, you know, and unless they start losing and just completely implode, I mean, and then the Red Sox just have to run the tables. I just I don't see it happening. Now, Dylan, you kind of alluded to my next question, Seattle. Texas, Houston. Those are the three teams in the AL West that have playoff shots. Seattle's now three back of the division. The Rangers have kind of run it all all year. Could Seattle be that dark horse and kind of jump up and take that division out of nowhere, leaving everybody just shocked? Does Seattle have the talent to do it? Do they have that mental fortitude to be able to pull something like this off? Because honestly, the Rangers have been one of the best three teams in baseball all year. And that offense is still potent. Yeah, I don't know if I would bet on it. Could they do it? Absolutely. Seattle, to me, feels very Phillies of last year and almost Phillies-esque, where not a regular season team, but, man, you face off against that team in a series of five, seven games, three games for a wild card, and that pitching rotation of Castillo, Gilbert, uh, missing a name here. Um, Kirby. Kirby. You got Munoz at the pen. Dude throws absolute gas. J-Rod, you know, don't let one of those power bats, whether that's Uguino Soares or Teoscar Hernandez got going. They are a huge threat. We saw them last year in Big the wild card. Big Dumper's been dumping, right? 
Cal Raleigh. Yeah. yeah, they you watch them in the wild card last year. They beat Toronto. And that the Houston series on paper doesn't look close, but those games were tight. And if Robbie Ray doesn't Robbie Ray it up to Jordan Alvarez, who knows what we're talking about. I'm not going to lie. I had a uh, money live bet in that. I saw that Jordan at home run coming a mile away. And I think everybody watching that did too. Yeah. I think as soon as we saw Robbie Ray into the game, <laughs> it was, Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Here we go again. But uh, John, what do you think? You think the, the, the M's take back the America team title that a lot of us have bestowed on the Orioles? No, I don't. I don't think they dethrone. I don't think they win the division. I think they make they make the wild card, and then from there, it, you know, you can do anything once you make the wild card. You're in the playoffs. I mean, theoretically, I mean, you can go all the way there, but I, I don't know because there's it's just there's a lot of other good teams ahead of yeah. them that they'd have the to. The AL playoffs is going to be so much better to watch than the NL playoffs. It, it's going to be tough, but I mean, I think they can make it. I just I don't know if they can go. I mean, you'd have to get like really hot. But uh now let's go to that weekly series highlight because there are a lot of future playoff matchups and you know teams that are right ahead or right below each other playing. One of those matchups, San Fran at Philly. Those are two teams in the wild card right now. We're really trying to to duke out each other and get that higher seed because that higher seed, better chance at a, extra home games. If you win some uh, some series, just always better to have the higher seed. And I think that one is really one to watch. I think that's the best matchup all week. You have two really good, really good potential playoff teams, teams that are really kind of hitting that stretch, and they both need to win these games. So they'll be really fighting hard and duking it out for some wins, especially now Trey Turner back playing well. San Fran just called up their top pitching prospect. It's going to be a fun series to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, My series uh, highlight for this week, it was a little tough. You guys got your selections first, so I had to pick out of, um, you know, the rest of the series. I'm a big city market kind of guy. You know, no matter what the matchup is, I like the big city matchup. I'm going Dodgers at Fenway in Boston. Boston was hot. We mentioned it. Can they stay hot? The Dodgers, perhaps the hottest team in baseball over the last three or four weeks. And Mookie Betts back in Boston. You know, maybe it's my series of the week because it's just funny to watch Boston fans cry over what they once had with Mookie Betts and let them go. And, well... Mookie Betts went on to win another one. And you can call it fake if you want, but he went on to win another one. I'm doing Toronto at Baltimore. I mean, you got a little AL East, you know, matchup going on there. You have the Blue Jays trying to sneak into the wild card. They're half a game back behind uh, the Mariners. So, you know, and if you're going to do it, you know, and I think they're eight games behind the Orioles. So, I mean, if they can take this series, I mean, they get inch closer to the Orioles and get into the wild card. Yeah, that's a really good series. Baltimore's been hot. I'm not the biggest uh, Toronto fan, but Bo Bichette is coming back. Missed two weeks and still leaves the AL and hits. Pretty crazy to me. But that's going to do it here for us. Check out outsidersports.net. Look at the rankings, some stuff we got going on. Keep tuning in to some of the other shows. Hockey starting back up soon. AFC and NFC East tie, uh, breakdowns for football coming out soon. Here are our thoughts on Aaron Rodgers, the Giants, the Eagles, 
how we think that's all going to shake out because those are some really good divisions right there. Got eight pretty decent teams to cover there. Twitter, Outsider Sports 3, YouTube, TikTok, just search up Outsider Sports, we'll pop up. You'll see all these faces smiling back right at you. But that'll do it here. Keep tuning in. See you next time.